Welcome to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast. I'm Mike Pilak. I'm an actor, screenwriter, and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as I work to break in. In this podcast, I talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process, habits, and work ethic. Today on the show is Adrian Acevedo Lavette. Adrian is an award winning director, actor, writer, and producer. She produced and assistant directed a coming of age drama called Brownsville Bread which premiered at South by Southwest and won the Audience Award for Best Episodic Pilot. Adrienne currently has a feature film called I'm Okay, We're Okay that she wrote, directed, and stars in and is currently on the festival circuit. As an actor, some of Adrienne's TV credits include Better Call Saul, Ray Donovan, Master of None, Mr. Robot, and Gotham. She's also known for her role in the film Sunlight Jr. opposite Naomi Watts. A couple quick things before we jump into the episode. I've talked in the past about myself working on breaking into screenwriting. Please check out blackoilfilms.com slash screenwriting. There you can check out some of the screenplays I've written. I have the first 10 pages of each one uploaded, but feel free to email me at theartistsworkethicpodcast at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to send you a full script if you're interested in reading. Last thing before we get into the episode, I would love anyone listening to subscribe, rate, and review the Artist's Work Ethic podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us put the show out there for more people to listen to. All right, Adrian, thank you for coming on with me today. Thank you for having me, Mike. So you put out a lot of work, um, directing, writing, acting. When you started to work on a more professional level, how confident were you in yourself and did you have a backup plan of any kind? I wish I had a backup plan. <laughs> uh, I think um I think some actors or some filmmakers do have a backup plan, but I've always loved it so much and it's I say it's it's been in me <laughs> for many many years and uh I started doing it at three years old and then professionally at 10. So uh, it's just something that has been a part of who I am. Not the only thing about me, but you know, a big part of who I am. Uh, obviously, I think every actor, director, filmmaker, writer, et cetera, has these waves of un uncertainty and insecurity. And I definitely have had mine, especially in the beginning when, you know, I'm, I'm a plus size Latina actress. And um, one of the biggest things that was told to me back in the day when uh, someone like me was not seen on television that much or or film uh, was that I had to lose the weight. I had to look like JLo. I had to look like Selma Hayek. And these are beautiful women, talented women, but I was never that body type. I, The moment I hit puberty, I was a plus size person and I've always been very active. I come from musical theater. I danced a lot. I played sports. I, you know, I, my sister and I did almost exactly the same stuff, except she was skinny and I was the heavy set one. And, you know, it's, it's something that uh, over time, there was a lot of self-love, self-acceptance moments, uh, especially when you're being told, Hey, you, you don't look right for this industry that you love. 
it wasn't until 2011 that for me personally, that things started shifting and then my self-confidence and me wanting to be in the TV and film industry because I came from theater and was doing theater uh, professionally for many, many years, it kind of opened its doors for me and uh, a wonderful agent took a chance on me and then started submitting me and I booked um, uh, my first film that I booked and was kind of the the stamp of approval of I'm going in the right direction was a film called Sunlight Junior with uh, Naomi Watts, Matt Dillon, Norman Reedus. And I played opposite Naomi Watts. I was her friend, her co-worker friend in the film. It was a, a supporting character. And it was my first gig as a, as a film and TV actor coming from theater. And the director rewrote the character to fit me. Uh, which was amazing. And I had several callbacks. I, I was not what they were looking for originally, but I brought something different and, and it spoke to her. Kind of became a ripple effect after that. Growing up in, in the entertainment world, whether theater, how did you, what did you pull from other professionals around you in terms of, of work ethic and productivity and creativity um, that you were able to kind of take in as you grew up in those worlds? I was always surrounded by incredible artists at, in different ages, obviously. Just so, just seeing their passion, their professionalism, how you show up to, well, to the theater world specifically, like how, how to audition and how, how to show up and how to be prepared. And those kind of work ethics I did learn from my peers and my, and my teachers and and my uh, acting teachers, uh, I went to performing arts high school, and that was a huge benefit to my professionalism. I went to Dr. Phillips High School, and it's um, uh, it's in Orlando, Florida, and and I was, <laughs> you know, you're surrounded by the TV and movie world, really, in Orlando because all theme parks are basically all about movies, right? And so I grew up doing that and going to theme parks. My mom worked at Disney, so we went to Disney all the time for free. And so I always was educated in TV, film, theater on a regular, uh, and I loved it. And I still do, obviously. But I'm fortunate that I, I've had a lot of like-minded people in, in my world. Is there something that, whether maybe it's a specific moment or, or something more generalized, something that you've done in your career that is like above and beyond something that you've done to really set yourself apart from maybe, you know, the actor to your left or right that you don't see those other people do that, you know, you've kind of done and it's just helped your career. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on as an actor or as a filmmaker. And at one point in my career, specifically as in well specifically in theater or in the tv and film world in theater i don't think there was anything specific that i was like i'm going to do this no one has done this but because i've always looked different than a lot of other people and uh, was a different size than a lot of other people i would purposely audition with pieces that were definitely not what they would consider me the role for <laughs> but I would still do it right like I would just still go in and be like 
here's another interpretation with a different body type and someone that you just never thought would be a lead of something. And then in regards to my filmmaking, I think one of the things that I've always made me a little bit different too was that I like creating my own work. So I've always been an actor before it became a thing and before social media, I was always an actor that did create their own work and was always working on either plays or musicals or doing our own little cabarets or whatever the case may be. I, I didn't leave it up to the industry to decide whether I was going to be doing it or not. I was just like, I'm doing this. And I'm still like that, obviously. Uh, and 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 I still have to be because no matter what, yes, I've broken into to some capacity, but I'm still having to break barriers and prove that, oh, someone that looks like me can be a lead in something. And that storyline does not have to revolve around the way I look. And and that's something that is very important to me and, and what I've done with my um, most recent feature film. Think of like goal setting, um, long-term, short-term. I always talk about how I'm a huge list person. I'm like a nut with lists. Yeah, how, me too. <laughs> I was going to say, what's your like method? What's your preferred method of organization to, you know, to keep yourself focused, organized, balanced, thinking you've got films, you've got to, you know, stay fresh in your craft. You've got to worry about all the business stuff. How are you, how are you keeping that all focused in? That's a good question. And um, a lot of people ask me that because I, I'm someone that always has my hands in a few projects at the same time. So this is this is what I personally do. And I think it's really important to kind of create some kind of routine uh, that helps you as an actor, but as just a person and an individual. Hey, everyone, just wanted to take a quick second to tell you about a podcast called Mentors on the Mic with actress and host Michelle Simone Miller. Mentors on the Mic is your ultimate guide to navigating the entertainment industry. Enjoy exclusive interviews with incredible mentors, focusing on how they started, how they moved up, and get the inside scoop on all your favorite films and TV shows. Mentors, including showrunner and co-creator of Friends, Marta Kaufman, series regular Melissa Navia of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and the CEO of Samuel Goldwyn Films, Ben Feingold, and many more. Check out Mentors on the Mic podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Find mentorship without having to ask for it. And stick around after this episode to hear a clip of Michelle's interview with Marta Kaufman, showrunner and co-creator of Friends. I'm just going to walk through my my day real quick, but I, I wake up in the morning, I you know do the regular things, I make a point to make my bed, that sounds like a silly thing, but uh, to me, it's like I've accomplished something right away in the morning, um, and it's also nice to come back to a bed that's like all made up and ready to go for the next day, so... I, you know, do the the normal brush your teeth, whatever, get ready. I drink a glass of water. <laughs> I I have a morning journal that I write in. This was something that I got from the artist's way, which was introduced to me many, many, many years ago during school. But it was something that I've we've carried my my uh, one of my filmmaking partners and best friend John. Uh, we do this a lot together too. But um, I write in my morning pages, and I let myself kind of like dump my subconscious out and clear my head. Uh, and then I have my affirmations and I would write affirmations of my goals of things that I want to achieve and, and try to uh, manifest them. 
And then um, from there, my schedule is, and then I have a meditation, by the way. I think it's important to meditate once a day. It doesn't have to be long, maybe like 10 minutes, because um, it does kind of ground you. You help. It helps with our visualization. You're creating things as well you know like you're creating things in your mind um so i do think that's important and then from that throughout my day i schedule myself to where it's like from this time to this time i'm working on this project from this time to this time i'm working on this project from this time to this time and so on and i cut myself off and i stop at a certain time of day because if not i can go on forever and i think it's important to live a life to be there for your family you know i'm married so i spend time with my husband oh i'm part of my routine too and i tell other actors this that maybe can't afford to have classes or just you know aren't working as much as they'd like to i give myself an opportunity to act every day whether it's just me reading a monologue and reading it in different ways and trying things for maybe like 10 20 minutes or for even asking a friend of yours, hey, do you want to just read sides together and just get that muscle going? I think it's very important to always kind of hone in on your craft, even if it's just like little spurts, but it puts that energy out, right? Like it puts the energy out that you're letting the universe know well, you're ready. You're ready. You're ready to take in that work. I give myself days off, sometimes several days off purposely. Uh, I'm very connected to nature. I love nature. It kind of grounds me. I think it's important for your creativity uh, to live life. I always say you have to live a life to portray one. So sometimes we can get very obsessive over what's the next project. I, I, I need to, I need to write. I need to write. Why am I not writing right now? Like you start like being your worst enemy. And, um, and unfortunately it's part of the uh, our industry to be that way. But uh, I think it's very important to give yourself time. I, I love, love the, your point about acting every day. And I mean, that's just the, it's just great. It's like part of that consistency and just like keeping that muscle strong, you know, no right. matter what else you have going on. And I, I just think that's a great bit of advice for anyone who is pursuing acting is just, you, it doesn't have to be, an audition, a class, or being on set, just do it in the shower, you know? Right, like it's, right. You, you could do it somewhere. It's, well, I mean, as a singer, too, and because I come from musical theater, as singers, that's what we do. You know, we're singing in the morning, we're warming up, we're singing, we're doing our thing, and then at the end of the night, we're doing the exact same thing. We're warming up before we go to bed, and in between that, we probably take a class, or we, we're practicing a song, or, you, you know, warming up that muscle you're singing because your voice unfortunately if you're not using it on a constant basis as a singer you can start losing it it's kind of insane and so I kind of treat acting and being an artist the same way as I treat being a singer and which is something I used to do quite often because of musical theater mm -hmm. to me that logic kind of kind of worked together yeah and and your point about living your life too I think as a as a screenwriter Nothing against, you know, the, the 20 year old screenwriter or whatever, but you just haven't, maybe, maybe haven't lived as much. I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, anything about different ages, but no, no, but it's understandable. You know, but you, it's, it's a different experience, right? Yeah, like I mean, our, I at, our age range is different than them, you know, and, sure, and sure. Our, they've lived a different kind of life. And I, I think throughout your life, you're going to take things that they've never experienced 
experienced yet. Uh, and it's going to come out in a more honest way on your script and your storytelling. Yeah. I feel like looking back at everything I've written, it's always got a big chunk of me and some experience that I've had that I've bended and shaped in a different way and repackaged into a script. But like you said, it's very important to get out there and just live life and, and take take in the world so that you can you know, reflect it back out with your perspective, I guess. Right, right. Um, what's something in your work ethic or, or productivity related that you feel like you could improve on? I think in, in my productivity, funny enough, I think the thing that I could improve on, improve on is more of not taking on so many projects. I think just mainly for my own self, <laughs> you know, uh, I can get a little like, oh, I have so much happening. And and I'm really good at multitasking and, and I strive with that kind of like, go, 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 let's go, let's move as whatever. But as I get older, I notice that uh, it's something that, oh, I should, oh, I should say no to this project. I have too many things because before when I was younger, I would, and it's not like I'm an old lady, but when I was, you know, younger, maybe like twenties, I would take on a lot of things. And where now I look back and I'm like, Ooh, that's a lot. How did I do all those things at the same time? Uh, so I think uh, as I get older, I, you kind of have to pay attention to yourself uh, and, and what, what helps you work uh, effectively, but also, you know, just not, not taking on too much that's going to damage your mental health, you know? Sure. How has, how has just being super persistent impacted your career? I mean, I would say it's, it's, it's impacted it quite a bit. I think, you know, you're always bringing, if you're, if you keep going consistently and it doesn't have to be in huge ways, it could be in small ways, but I think that energy, bringing that on, um, manifesting that, making your your work known, putting it out there, putting yourself out there, whether it's making a short film, whether it's making, you know, something on social media, um, you kind of have to put that energy out there, but it also creates a specific kind of work ethic uh, that you need for the industry. It's just very hard. It's a tough industry. There's not one way you can get in. There's not one roadmap where you, you know, you don't, we go to school for this and we leave and we're like, oh, okay, what's next? Where like, if you go to school to be a teacher, you leave and you know your next step, right? Yeah. So for us, it's it's a, a whole different ball game and being persistent is part of it and and showing that yes you are the right person for the job whether it's being the actor the director the writer producer sound mixer etc um is there anything that you want to plug i know you've got your film i'm okay we're okay that's out doing festivals now i think yes it's my uh the first uh feature film that i've directed i've produced a few and i've wrote and starred in and produced uh, one many years ago called When I'm With You. But uh, this is the first time that I direct it. I'm also acting it. <laughs> it's a, it was a lot that I decided to take on, but uh, it's a psychological drama. It, uh, it's about this woman who's dealing with dissociative identity disorder, which is called multiple personality disorder. She and her boyfriend uh, go on this road trip journey, kind of pioneered by her alters to 
figure out what exactly happened to her in her past because she's blacked it out. And in order to kind of come to terms with it and start dealing with it, she has to remember it. So they kind of help her uh, remember exactly what, what has happened to her. And we did a lot, a lot of research on this subject. Um, I personally have known someone with it. And we also hired um, a psychiatrist who has patients uh, with DAD to go through the script with us to make sure that we were as accurate as possible. But it's still a fictional film. It's not a bio. It's not a, a movie about how to deal with DID, but it just happens that the character does have DID, and I and I play that character. Uh, I play about six different identities. It doesn't talk about me being plus size. It doesn't talk about being be, me being Latina, even though that's part of it. Uh, and that's a that's a big deal for me. You know that that's something that we wanted to make a point on is make a feature film has an interesting interesting storyline, interesting characters, and doesn't touch upon that. And here's a lead character who isn't this tall, thin <laughs> person, uh, and um, uh, and I, I think we've achieved it so far. We've we've had really uh, great feedback from people that have seen it. Uh, we're going to be at the Chain Theater Film Festival in August and CineQuest uh, in August as well. And so you can find all of that on my uh, Instagram. Yeah, we that's one of many. I have another one called This Boy's Vida Made in America that we are submitting. It's a pilot based on true events. Uh, uh, that's, that's one I produced and directed. And it's lovely. It's a coming of age story ready to like put that one out there as well so we we have quite a few things happening uh other films as well awesome well adrian thank you for coming on with me today thank you mike thank you for having me it was lovely thank you so much for listening today please subscribe to the artist work ethic podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and please rate and review the show follow us on instagram at the artist's work ethic and check out the artist's work When we were doing Friends, two of our cast members had other jobs. So we had to convince the networks to let them be in Friends. And then we'd figured out if their other shows went or not. Yeah. That was something I remember we really had to fight for. Got it. And we were willing to go to bat for Matthew Perry and Jennifer Aniston. But generally, I mean, the network has opinions and they give you your opinions or the streaming service or yeah. whatever you have. Um, the... The, the opinions that we would get a fair bit are on those first lists you get of people. Like, here's okay. a list of all the people who can play Robert, and here's the list of all the people who could play Saul. Mm. And the network will have an opinion on that list. Got it. So that we can prioritize who are we going to first. But generally, I have had the experience where people have, for the most part, been very respectful of our passion about our cast. And so do you, are you sort of deciding all of the roles, everything from co-stars to series yeah. regulars, yeah. or you kind of leave other people to do some of the smaller stuff? No, I do all the small stuff. I do. I, I, yeah. I think it's different for everyone. Casting. Good. It's really important. So I am in every single casting session that I am awake for. <laughs>